Hey, we're back in the closet. Yes, we are. We're continuing the um, little series we've been doing on 11 conversations that can, could potentially save a relationship. We've gotten through numbers one through like uh, five. In two podcasts. In two podcasts. So uh, we're going to start with number six. Yes. Yeah, which I mean, they've been good so far. They've been good so far. I think that they everything that we've talked about so far, I really do think is a conversation that you could have that could potentially save a relationship. Yeah, they're probably there's stuff you should address for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think they're all things you definitely should address. What do you think about uh, spending habits? That's the next one that they talk about. Um, It says that it's again. This is coming articles coming from Bustle. So if you're wondering, I'm not just pulling this out of my. We didn't come up with this, right? Um, it says it's important to talk about how each of you handles money and how you want to handle it as a couple. Are you interested in saving, spending, and what purchases can you make without consulting the other? With different spending patterns, there can easily be resentment if one person is thrifty and the other is impulsive and, and, and indulgent. Agreeing on a strategy will put both of you on the same page, working towards the common goal. What are your thoughts on that, Mr. Runyon? What are my thoughts on that? I think that obviously it's a known fact that finances are the biggest. When you have problems, that's one of the biggest problems you have in a relationship. So spending habits, I think we're pretty compatible in that way that we just spend everything that we ha- have all the time. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I don't think no, we spend I'm kidding. everything, but I'm I think kidding. that um, the thing is, is neither of us are like we're not like big spenders. It's like we don't spend money on clothes or shoes or trinkets. All the money, one hundred percent, goes to our bills, our responsibilities, the kids, and then yes, food. We like to eat out on the weekends, maybe once during the week. So, yeah, if we were to tighten up anywhere, I think that it would be first uh, on that kind of thing, which we we have been, or at least talking about doing. No, we've tightened up a little bit. I think we're both really bad at trying to budget. Um, I think that we both are good at, like you just said, not spending money on materialistic things, which there's nothing wrong with spending money on clothes, shoes, bags, makeup, whatever, but I'm just saying... You and I both, we don't do that. Like, I stress out if I need to buy makeup or I stress out if I, you know, like right now I need jeans. And you tell me, go get a pair of jeans. Right. But it's like, I, I, it's hard for me to do that because I know we have bills. I know I've just incurred all these medical bills because I don't have medical insurance. I know that the kids need this and the kids need that. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to wear the same two pair of jeans I always wear. I only wear them a couple of days a week anyway. What's the big deal? But I think we do agree on that. But I think we I think we're both... very similar in that because I do the same thing. I want to get something. Like I, right. I'm dying to get this hat, and I've looked at it like ten times online, but I can't buy it. It's twenty, you know, it's twenty some dollars. Right. But it's like I, it's so hard to make it when you got a family of six, and I get nickel and dime. We get nickel and dime from the kids out of hundreds of dollars a month, probably on just nothing. Yeah. You know, and that's and then you've got college stuff that comes up where you got to pay a couple hundred dollars here a couple hundred dollars there you know what i mean yeah just like where do i find that 
I know. And it, it's so, I think our, our, our thing is right now, it's just surviving. It is surviving, but I think that, I think that both you and I can both benefit uh, for, with budgeting. Like, I we think we're both really kind big of... big time. We're way too loose. I think we're both really kind of bad at money. We're bad at money. I'm bad at money. I've always been bad at money. I, it's like one of us needs to be this stickler. Right. And I think that's the... But we don't fight about it. We, we get frustrated about it. Right. But it, I think we both recognize we're both, neither of us are doing anything to hold, hold it tight. Right. And, so it's and like it's, we don't get angry with the other one when things get tight. We kind of come together. With mo- most relationships, I think, start pointing fingers at the other. Right. And then they start fighting because it's like, how do we get here? Like, we might say that to each other. How do we get to this place where we need this and I've got, we can't get something this simple until you get paid in three days. Right. Where other people get you know, nasty fights where it comes to blows. You know what I mean? Right. And, and that's not what, good blows. That's what stresses me out too is, you know, when you're a paid, and I mean, a lot of people are. A lot of people lot are in a paycheck of, I, to paycheck. A lot of people are type uh, situations. So you know, it's tough, and you know the holidays come up, and so a lot of a lot of times our fights do stem from money because we might be really tight, and you know Jeff may Creates say tension. it does. It makes me frustrated because you know I might say, okay, I need to go get the groceries for the week, and he's like, uh, can you just get what we need from Monday to Wednesday until I get paid, and then go back. And sometimes it'll rub me the wrong way. I'm like, God, why can't we just like her, you know? And and I can see where the thing where... is, me. What and the, the thing is too that that this is. I think this is good for people to hear because I think people have these sides. Like I have the opposite side where I know that it could it could set you in a certain type of mood. One for a man, it feel it feels awful. One to to have to say anything other than just do what you need to do, get it. I got this. You know that that kind of hits the ego a little bit. Two, I'm anticipating this. She could think bad of me, or she could get irritated because there's not enough there, and that's going to create. So I have anxiety just trying to figure out how to make it to that day, and then to ask for help really makes it even brings in a lot more anxiety. Okay, ask for help from who? From you, like saying, "Hey, can oh. you not get this?" Hello, this is a marriage. You, this is I what know, you but do. It, like you said, so I have anxiety because there's a certain thing in probably men and women that says I'm anxious about this because I feel like I shouldn't have to be in this position like you know what I mean I think we have these but again we probably have more stuff than we need you know we have that I think in America we all do that we have more than we need a lot of people do some people don't some people don't, but we're not minimalists for sure. We're not people that are like, let's just live on, you know, right. what we need. We need, we don't need this house. We, you know, we could have a much smaller house. We don't need th- this, you know. There's just a lot of things, like you said, if we would budget, maybe get get tightened up on stuff like that. Right. Then there would be money. You'd be like, oh, we have more money at the end of the month. At the end of the day, though, whether we have enough money to cover it, whether we run tight or whatever, at the end of the day, our spending habits are the same. Because I think you have a lot of men and a lot of women, too, who just kind of go out, I mean, and just buy stuff. I mean, the picture on this article is of this woman with tons of bags. Now, when have you ever seen me walk through the house like that? Unless it's Christmas. Never. You know? it's, not, mean, it's not your stuff if you are. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's us I just, carrying in the kids' stuff for, for Christmas. We're both the same way. We don't. What we do for ourselves is we go out to dinner and we will go out for drinks. 
we don't go shopping for stuff unless we really, really need it. If our money, the, our money is prioritized to be spent, our, our extra money or whatever, it's it's spent trying to get away from here for a weekend. Right. And it's spent on going out on the week on a weekend for right. for a dinner and some drinks. But you're right. I mean, I hear I, I heard somebody today talking about how it's Christmas coming up, and they talk, they like saw these this great deal. These it wasn't even for Christmas, but it was because Christmas the holidays are coming up to like this great deal for these linens or towels or something at Kohl's, and I just had to have them, so I, ordered, I bought them, ordered them, had them online, right? Just because she had to have them. You know what I mean? It wasn't because right. No, I don't. Anything else is just we're not. That's not something either of us do. It's not like I'll come home and say, "Man, I saw this on Amazon today, and we. I know we we need new curtains. So and these were cheaper than normal, so I bought them. Right. Well, that, just because something's on sale. No. That's it's not still how. money out of my pocket. And it, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we we both we both are spenders like that. There are so many things that we want. We go through Amazon and we want. And hey, listen, if we've had a little bit too much to drink in the evening. Maybe I've had an extra glass of wine. I have, and we've talked about this before, the app that we need to try to invent is purchasing on Amazon after you've had some drinks. Yeah. Now, we've both fallen guilty of that before. Well, you, I think you, you bought yeah, a I, timer or something once. I did. I bought a... Where did that go? I don't know where it went. But you bought some timer. I bought some pants from China. And I've bought there some There should be like... Stuff. We need to... We need to uh, Invent a bot that goes in and creates an extra cart that pulls your stuff into a separate drunk cart. Like past nine thirty purchases. Nine thirty drinking drinking cart. So right. it pulls into a drinking cart. So the next morning you wake up and you go. Right. You tried to buy this, but it was after nine thirty. So when you hit purchase, it sent it to this pending. We just wanted to make sure now that you're drinking coffee instead of wine that you right. really want <laughs> this timer. Ninety percent of the time, I'd go. What no. in the world? I know, I know, me too. Because it is so funny because Instagram will get you. Like, I'll be scrolling through and like, I so bad want to try these. And this is true. I really want to try these magnetic eyelashes that they keep selling everywhere I showed you. Right. And they get me almost every time. But then I go to look at the price and they're like $119, $139. And they warn you the generic that you see at the store, at Target, and at Walmart that only costs like $20 or $30 don't work. I won't even buy that. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, but, yeah. but get me a couple glasses of wine, and I might have some magnetic <laughs> lashes shot. coming in the mail. You just get a little more, a little more risky. You know what? Though I'll give you a tip, though. And anybody listening, if you're if you're getting to this time of year and you you want something from Kohl's, here's what you need to do. You need to order something on Amazon that you don't really want. You can take it back, and when you return thing that return things now, you return them to Amazon at Kohl's. But when you return them at Kohl's. They take it with no questions, and they, your money's returned within hours to your app if you do the credit on an Amazon. If you do, you know, it takes however long it takes to get back on your card if you have to put it back on a card. But the big deal is, is every time I have returned something there, they give me a 25% coupon that's good for seven days, I think. Five to seven days. So basically, if you're going to be getting some expensive items, and it's for it's off any purchase in the store, so twenty five percent off is a nice. So you can return items that they don't even sell at Kohl's. That's where Amazon's return is now. Anytime oh. you return anything now, like when I returned the last couple of things, 
it pops up and it says just show once you get to Amazon show them the barcode you scan it they take it and they print you out a receipt for it and they print and they give you a 25% um, off coupon to Kohl's anything in the store so basically if you got to go there and buy clothes for the kids why not get 25% off now you're only paying so 75% they give you 25% off even if it's something that they don't sell in the store oh yeah it's just for they anything gotta, they gotta realize using, that that's a loophole you're bringing you're bringing people in the store to shop. They know their margins are huge. They're making money. They're trying to get more people in the store. They're trying to get you to come back. Right. And be a shopper. Well, that's a good little tip, Jeff. Thanks for the pro I tip. like it. I, I'm, I had got two coupons from there, and I never used them. But that's that's our spending habits. We don't just go buy to buy. Right. But, you know, if there's shoes or the kids need clothes or if you need cologne and you want to get 25% off, order something on Amazon that you want to return. You know what I'm saying? It's like a little loophole you found there. I like it. All right. Tips from Jeff. Hey. How to get coupons. How to get coupons. Get your coupon tips it, right here. Is it coupon? Is it coupon? It's a coupon. I think it's a coupon. Coupon. But it's coupon. not spelled coupon. It's spelled coupon. It's spelled coupon. Coupon. That's how it's spelled. It is spelled coupon. But who says coupon? Coupon. Coupon sounds like there's a Q on the beginning of it. Of course there does. So who says Coupon. I did. Do I just say it wrong? Coupon? I say coupon, too. Coupon sound feels coupon. better coming off the tongue. Coupon. Anyway. Coupon. Are we, ready like to coupon. <laughs> Are we ready to move on? I'm ready. Okay. Number seven. So, we just talked about spending uh, habits. It's number six. Number seven is children. Now, you and I are past this, but um, even if some people aren't to that point yet, uh, but if you're in a serious relationship... That could lead to a family. You need to get on the same page. Whether you want to have children or not and how to parent them is a huge topic that couples need to discuss as there is a lot of room for divergent opinions. Isn't that the truth? It's the truth. Now, luckily, you and I were raised kind of similar as far as disciplining goes. Uh, we were both grounded. We were both spanked. We were both... I think we both were punished in the same manner. I think your parents punished you in a more methodical way where my parents were more um sporadic on it a little more knee-jerk yeah yeah your parents were way more methodical and they had a procedure in place because without fail i think they followed that whenever you stepped out of line you knew xyz was coming there wasn't any doubt there was like no i knew there could it. be an i knew there could be version a version b or a mixture of version a and b for me i didn't know Right. So I Which think, is also kind of keeps you on your uh, toes, makes you a little nervous, but I, I I yeah, but I think my my discipline was more on an emotional level as far as they reacted emotionally and I think your parents didn't as much. Or from what you tell me no, not, and what I witnessed not often. With it, your it siblings. It certainly happened, but not often, I'm sure. I mean I know that I know that when we were at home and we drove my mother crazy when we were kids, it was She'd warn us, and then if we didn't listen, she would line us up in the kitchen and whip us with a wooden spoon, and then she'd tell us, when your dad gets home, I'm going to let him know what happened, which meant if she let him know, if she said she's going to let him know, we knew she was going to let him know, and then he was going to let us sit in our rooms and wait for him for a certain period of time, knowing we're going to get our butts whipped again. I don't agree with that. I don't think you should get spanked twice. That's not right. That's that's in extreme cases. A lot of times she didn't spank us at all. 
I'm talking about the really extreme cases where we did something that was bad, bad. But on normal case, she wouldn't spank us. She would just make us wait all day for him to get home, and he would spank us. She would, she would, she would uh, get in your head. She would get in our head. She'd let us feel that anticipation, and you would just hope all day that she would forget, or she wouldn't she tell forget. him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then you'd kiss her rear end all day, right? Hoping she would not tell. How'd that go? Never, never worked. <laughs> it did for her, obviously. Right. But we didn't get in trouble that much either, because it sucked. I just feel like with our, you know, we were raised similar, so I think that when we, because Jeff and I both, we always knew we wanted kids, and we usually agreed on the number of kids that we wanted. We like, did. it adjusted as we went. Like, we first we were like, we want four. Then after we had one, we were both like, uh, maybe two or three. And then we had another one. We were like, yeah, we definitely want another one. And then... You never know if we'd have had another, if we'd had a boy for the second one. Who knows? Might no, have I would have had, I would have wanted to have another one. Would you have? Yeah, I always wanted three. Because I grew up with just two. And for True. some reason, I wanted a bigger family than what I grew up with because I didn't get the luxury of having a sister. So right. if we just had Maddie and then just say Brooke was a boy, I want them, you know, I, I, and, and still to this day, I, I kind of I hate that Nate doesn't have a brother. I hate it too because so I grew my, up with brothers. and yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I think that I, I've just always wanted to have multiple. We'll come to find out. We ended up having four, and we didn't plan four, but everything is great and wonderful. I'm glad it happened. Oh, me too. But yeah, I do sometimes regret that Nate doesn't have a brother, um, but there's really nothing I can do about it now. He'll have to wait till he's an uncle or something. I don't know, because I'm not obviously having another baby. But what I'm saying is I think we always agreed, but there are some people who I think it is important at the beginning of your relationship, if it's getting serious, I don't think it's a topic that you know <laughs> you necessarily have on the first, second, third, or maybe fourth, fifth, sixth date. That's a little creepy. I think that it's something when you start talking about a future together, you bring up kids, right? When you're Absolutely. Like, when you're like talking about having a future, right? Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Do you want to have kids? You, you got to get think, into the topics that you're going to say, oh, you don't want it because that happens. Yeah. People think, go, oh, I don't want to have kids. I and think you go, that it comes up in random conversation too. A lot of times, even if you're not really talking about your future together. You know, I think that it could come up in a random conversation like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to have kids. And so the other person's like, yes, they want to have kids or oh, shoot. And it would be a kids. time where they would say, oh, you know, I really never really wanted to have kids, you know. So I think it's important because if you don't agree on that, I'm not really sure how the relationship's going to work. Because how do you talk someone who's always dreamed of having kids into not or someone who's like, I do not want kids into having. I don't think it's fair either way. Well you can and if you agree on it and I have a good friend that, that this is this is his his world is he's married and he has his wife was adamant from the beginning, I never want to have kids, right? I never want to have kids. It was the decision. No way. He agreed to that, but I think later in life now he I can see him being a really great father. Mm-hmm. But does he want to be? He would like to be, I think I think, but he's not, he's not resentful at all. He said, that's the agreement. That's the, what we decided. And he loves her more than anything. Like he will not live a second without her. Right. He, he will, he would die without her. Like he adores her, but he's done other things. He mentors kids that don't have fathers Yeah. and he does things like that. I think to get, and he gets that little fix a little bit. He gets, he gets to be that mentor and that thing that a lot of men want you know they want to be able to lead yeah someone and be meaningful in their life you know like a mother gets that and and i think women like i think she's a nurse so she might get that fulfillment out of her job yeah but the nurturing the woman but some women don't want don't want to deal with it i i think that that i think that those women fall in a way different category i know there are women out there who do not want to have kids but i think it's a very 
uh, small. small percentage. Right. And I'm not judging at all. Please don't get me wrong. But I, no. like, in my mind, I cannot imagine a woman not wanting to have kids. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying they're crazy or horrible. No, I'm just smart. saying like, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I don't think that, I mean, I don't necessarily agree. I mean, agree that they're smart. I mean, I just think it's a decision that they make and a choice that they make. But um, to me, I'm so strong in like a, my maternal instincts are so strong that I want to mother people who aren't my actual kids. Right. So I think it just is, it, it's just in there. And I guess, you know, these people who don't want to have kids might be thinking the same way. Like, what in you desire, what part of you desires to have a human come out of you and then you're responsible for that for the rest of your life? So I get that. But well, me, that's like, the whole beauty of having a baby and, like, feeling it and birthing it and, and me, I am, like, almost solely, almost, you obviously had a part of it, responsible for bringing a baby into a human, into this world. Yes, you had to deposit something, but I was the vessel in which no, it no, grew. No. And even after, there's the mother's a like the most special thing to me. The way I see it, a mother is the most special thing and the most amazing thing in a child's life. Yes, a father's a second second to that, and and can there's 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 things that a father can feel that a mother can't. But there's a whole to me there's a whole lot more mother. Yeah. Like mother, where did I hear it on a. I don't know. A mother has so much more responsibility that they can't even articulate. That's not even tangible. If that right. makes sense. No, There's it makes such, sense to me. Such, which I appreciate in my mother, in you, and and the the mothers I know. But there's so much that a mother does, like that's not even tangible. That that's not even physical. Right. That is so huge for a child's development. But I, I don't. It wasn't a podcast. It was a clip. Of an interview, but the guy said the the word mother is to me is God. Oh yeah. The word mother is God because that's what the, that's what she is for our kids. Is she's God. She is everything for our kids. I think it was Dave Chappelle, an interview, talking about his wife and kids. But it's just like that was like that hit, and it's like that's true. It's like that's when you when you stand back. And you look at the family dynamic, the mother has got a lot of weight on her to... But the thing is, like you said, there's a maternal instinct. And and again, like you said, there's certain people that they don't have that desire, and that's okay. Oh, yeah. That's, right? That's, oh, that's it's totally, totally fine. fine. I just They don't have it. that desire. And, and who knows why, maybe, and, and there's nothing wrong with it, but everybody's wired differently. Everybody goes through childhood sure. things. They go through different... Their their brains are wired different. They're well, yeah. So their chemical their chemical makeup, mm-hmm. but yeah, for us to for, to have kids, you've got to talk about it, and you've got oh, to yeah. like for me. If I were if I were doing it again, and it wasn't you, it would be so that would be so important to me. When it got serious, is what type I would want to see what type of family you came from as my wife. Before I married you to see, because that's genuinely probably going to show me, right? What kind of mother is she going to be? My children, right? You know, and like then, I think. Yes, I agree with that, but then I disagree on some extent to it because sometimes if you come and I did not come from a bad childhood, I had a I had great parents, but um, if you don't, if you either maybe lost your mom at a young age, or maybe your mother was abusive. Or something like that. I think you learn from that. And I think you could be 
even more of a great mother because you want to give your child what you didn't have. Right. You know what I mean? Or and I and I think too that you could have had a great mother um, and a great childhood, and you could actually be a crappy mom. Absolutely. So I don't really think that. I mean, I guess it's a good starting point to kind think, of look, I think, but I don't I think, think that's where it all lies. Are, no, it doesn't. But I think the odds are, if they have that desire to be a mother, and they have those instincts, yeah. and they have a good, they have a good system that they came up in, mm-hmm. that's going to be the better odds than let's hope because you were in a crappy situation that you learned from it and you want to right. be better than. That. I think that's a very small percentage of people that yeah. actually do that and come out. I think yeah. those are strong people. But like I said, there, there's people like, you have two kids that are totally different. There's one that's just like you and has the same maternal instincts, and you might have another one that came from both of us that has none of that. Right. So it just, you just never know. Right. I agree. Um, it kind of, you just get, you just kind of touched on number eight. Moving from kids is kind of goes together with it. What is it? Is um, each other's family. Oh. So you and your partner may have different visions uh, of how you want to interact with your family and their involvement in your lives. So it must be discussed. It is important for you as a couple to come to an understanding of the boundaries that you want to set with your family. This will enable you to present a unified front to your families and support one another in the process. And I think that you and I both have, like, you know, obviously when you're married, there's two families involved, and especially if each side has a strong, you know, family and both parents are living and everything like that. But I think we've we've had a very we have really never I can't think it's of had any really issues yeah. about like when it's you want to go easy. to your families we go when you want to there yeah. for the longest time you know our families lived in the same town and we just kind of share we spent you know Nobody holidays at the same yeah. my family never made it hard on us your family never made it hard on us and we never made it hard on each other well I think that's the thing I was going to say about it and I think that most people don't have this but that where we're unique. And I think where our relationship, why it's as strong as it is, is because ever since we were younger, we decided that we were war first. You know, and a lot of people say it about themselves right. and their career, whatever. It's like, that's why I'm successful, because I'm first. And not that I don't love, but as soon as your mom's first, right? Right. As soon as, we've said that about our kids. As soon as your kid becomes first in this relationship, of this household we have here, when your kid becomes, when, when, when one of my kids is over you, yeah. we got problems. Yes. And that happens all the time. No, it does. And it's just like people are best friends with their sisters. Right. And now that sister's opinion and sister's thoughts have it's more weight your, yeah. than your wife or husband's. Right. right. But we both had that empathy side, too. Right. Where we care. But we're first. They're not going to mess. No, nobody on the outside, even our family, is not going to mess with how we decide to do Christmas. Right. Right. Well, and two, I think that a big thing that we have an advantage of that a lot of people do not and we never had to deal with is we've been together since we were 15. Okay. I looked at your mom and dad and your siblings as like part of my actual family, like before we were even married. Right. Like I admired them so much and I know that you admired my family and you love my brother and you love my parents. Oh, he's he's my brother. we, We grew up. Yeah. Kind of already blended, even though we weren't married. True. Right? We went to the, So we lived up the street from each other. Now, our families don't hang out. We've never had one Thanksgiving with your family and my family all under the same roof, nor do no. I desire that to ever happen. Dear Lord no. Jesus. But I'd be I mean, so they'd stressed. be fine. They've been they'd in the same. They've like, been in they've the same. Gone yeah, to the but house I mean, and hung out like for small to, periods of time. I know, but we have different traditions. And oh yeah, your my dad would get on your parents. It would just be, and then your, your mom might get on my dad. I don't know. 
I just don't have that desire. But what I'm saying is that I want to see your family as much as you do, and you want to see mine as much as I do. Right. It's not a situation where, could you imagine, okay, I, I know we paint this all the time because we kind of have to, like, put ourselves in, you know, this kind of situation because we haven't been there. Okay, because you imagine something happening to our relationship now. I know it's, hopefully that never happens. I'm just saying if you do. Okay, and so you, you we, we get remarried. You immediately are now married into this family that you don't even know and you might not even like, and you... You didn't grow up with this family. So the things about your family that I don't like right now and you don't like about my family, we know there's those things. We can overlook them because they're like our family. They are but family, when yeah. But when yeah, you just meet sense. somebody and you're just getting married and, and their mom comes across to you as condescending. Your mom does not. I'm saying hypothetically. My new my new person's mom right. can't accept me or maybe doesn't like how I dress or something. And then I find that out and then it makes it real awkward. And then I don't want to go over there. You know what I mean? And then when he says, let's go over to my mom's, I'm like, um, no, I'm good. I'll stay. And then when I don't show up, she's like, where's Angie? Which He's creates like, stress for him. Well, she, he has to make up an excuse or vice versa. And the same, you know what I mean? So I think a lot of relationships start out already. Like, I know you don't know my family. I'm going to introduce you. And well, we went through that when we were 15. Right, right. And, and they've known other people that they might have liked that you're married to before. Right. Like, they might, you know, right. my brothers may not like this girl because they like, you know. Or, or maybe, yeah, you're going through a divorce and, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, so, so it, now, you, you, God, so, that's so true. I've never thought about that. Yeah, but, or traditions are different, you know. Tradi- I mean, right. Do, do your, do, you know, maybe, maybe you're married to somebody all of a sudden and, and you're like, okay, we're going to go over to my parents for, for Christmas Eve. And you're like, N- wait, what? I always do Christmas Eve at my grandma's. Like, I can't go over there because I have a tradition for Christmas Eve. Like, I can't go over to your mom's house because I go to my grandma's house. Right, since I was a little kid. Right, right so what yeah. do you do about right. that? We, we never ran into any of that. No, well, that's like Not you said. Because we kind of figured that out as we were growing because it was like we were family. But as we were growing... We weren't already grown. Or, or imagine this. Imagine there's there's blended families. You're, you're, you're divorced and you're all remarried and you're blending your families together. Dear Lord, I don't know how that works. You know? No. So it is important to have these conversations up front because you don't want to not have these conversations about, you know, traditions and about how you do this and about how you do that until it's too late and you're, like, coming up on Thanksgiving and you're like, we didn't talk about Thanksgiving. What do you mean you don't eat turkey for Thanksgiving? Yeah, what do that's you mean crazy. you're not having... Th- you know what I'm saying? I'm we're being not, really stupid. I, we're but. not watching football? Right. You're, 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 you don't have football on. No, because we don't turn the TV on on Thanksgiving. You know, you could run into something like that. And you're yeah. like, wait, what? I'm out. Right? right. I'm <laughs> but out. if you don't know that up front, you don't know that you're out. <laughs> right. It's I just think it's important. Obviously, right. a conversation to have not on your first, second, or third date. But as you're growing, you know, together, I think it's a great conversation starter. Like, what are your holiday traditions? Like, what do you do for Thanksgiving? Like, you know, from, from Halloween on till the new year, what, what's your, what's your practices like? Like, what are your traditions, you know, and see if they match or see if you can, you know, I'm, I'm a very up. laid back person. I'm not, yeah, that's there me. are some things I'm dead set in, but as long as you work around mine, I'll work around yours, you know? Yeah. There's not very many things I'm dead set in. Um, but, yeah, I just think that's very important. And we've, like I said, luckily not had to run into that. But, man, I wish we had people on the podcast that had. And, like, what were these issues? And, you know, how did you work through it? You know, what did you have to compromise? I mean, it's compromise. You have to compromise. Well, I know some of our friends, like, they'll 
that are in those blended situations, I mean, they even will go their separate ways. And I think that's okay. Like, he, he'll go with his family, and he'll go see him or go spend time, and not and she won't even go, and she'll go with hers. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, as long as they do stuff together. her kids are all grown up, and him and his kids are grown up, and they weren't together when they were little, and they have no tradition. So they still, her and her kids might go over here yeah. and do things with her family, and he's like, well, I'm going to take my kids. But I think that's kind of healthy. I think it's kind of healthy, too, because it's a, it's, your family it's like your parents your you as take, long as they're not giving like, each other a hard time about it right right i don't think as long as you're doing stuff together as a blended family i think that it i think it would be a, i'm no psychiatrist or counselor but i think it'd be 100 percent. well i think it'd be healthy to say just, look yeah you're going to go do christmas eve with your kids mm-hmm. right and your family and your ex maybe i don't know right and then i'm going to go do my thanksgiving or my christmas eve with my family and then we're going to do our christmas with or, all yeah. of our family like a, like we're going to come together right. now once kids are older i don't know how that even works i don't know if that can be very difficult well we're going to face that here before too long i mean we have traditions set in place now that we do pretty much with yeah but our i'm kids. talking more like blended I, kids no like i understand but really i mean we're st- i understand what you're talking about but i'm just saying looking at our our near not near near future but our future, you know, we have four kids. They're all probably going to get married. And then they're going to have spouses. What's that going to do to... So we're going to have to take on the role of being supportive in their decisions that they make and not be petty, which I don't know that I can't be. If you decide, what, what do you mean that you're not coming over here for Christmas Eve and we're not opening up pajamas that you know you're getting on Christmas Eve? Right. You're not going to be here for that? What are you talking about? That's going to be hard for me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And they'll have to start working that out. I mean, that's... So nobody's planning on getting married that I know of yet. I hope not. And we don't have grandchildren yet or that I know of or that's coming up. But you know what I mean? Like, that's all going to be changing. So we think we're all sitting pretty right now and everything's great. And then, bam, we're going to have to deal with some of these uh, issues possibly. So, I don't know. But I'm just lucky that so far... We haven't had to face any type of family feuds or, no, you nothing. know, like, fine, yeah. you go and I'm staying. Right. None of those standoffs. Right. So, anyway. Well, we got through number eight. Number I eight. I think we can finish up the next three in the next uh, episode um, because I think it's too much for right now. But uh, th- those yeah, were good ones. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think we saved the next three for Kids, the last family, spending podcast. issues. Yeah. That was a good one. It was a good one. I like so. it. There you go. All right. Have a good evening. Peace out.